Hi there, Michael Zuber. Thanks for listening to the One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that the book One Rental at a Time is now available on Audible? Yes, to all my podcast listeners out there, One Rental at a Time is now available on Audible. Go check it out and please leave a five-star review. Have a great day. Morning, everyone. How are we doing today? We are continuing our trend of daily financial news. Yes, that means Sundays of a three-day weekend are included. If this is your first time watching this show, welcome. Uh, We do these daily shows right around 7.30 a.m., seven days a week, uh, unless I have an investor interview in the morning, at which time we may do it earlier or later, but most most of the time at 7.30 a.m. Pacific time. On top of that, a uh, little help. Uh, I don't usually do this, but uh, looking to see if I can get to thou- 7,000 subscribers uh, by the end of Memorial Day, which is tomorrow. Uh, as of this recording, I am about 51 subscribers short. So if we can get 26 subscribers today and tomorrow, we can hit that number. So if you have a chance and you're watching this and you're not yet subscribed, do me a little favor, hit that button. Let's see if we can't get there. So on to the news of the day. Lots of stuff going on. Uh, I think I'm going to start with uh, the NBA, National Basketball Association. Uh, If you've been watching this channel for any length of time, you know that I am a Warriors fan, uh, actually a Warriors season ticket holder. And yes, yes, I know they were terrible this year. I think they're like 15 and 55 or something just bad. But there's hope for next year. Uh, But more importantly than that, live sports, live team sports coming back. Uh, I have seen a couple of individual sports come back. I think I saw golf. I think NASCAR was on. Uh, But I like team sports, Uh, you know, five on five uh, basketball is most, uh, most fun to watch. And it is very clear that there will be no fans in the stands, but hey, I will. Uh, I would love to watch uh, basketball again, even if the Warriors are eliminated, which they are. Uh, even if they don't play, they just go right to the playoffs. I will be watching probably lots of basketball. Uh, again, this goes back to it's it's about the money, right? It looks like the NBA uh, could lose a billion dollars. That's with a B uh, during this uh, during this shutdown. Uh, I am very curious what is going on with the professional athlete. I think we've all heard the stories about professional athletes really living paycheck to paycheck. Uh, and, um, you know, they've got to get going, the endorsement deals. I wonder if the salary, salary cap will be adjusted next year down. Uh, historically, they've gone up. Uh, so lots of, go- lots of stuff going on in the sports world. Uh, talk of the NFL, um, you know, starting back up. It's just there's nothing like sports in America uh, even if you don't watch sports, it just it's part of the economy, uh, and you have your teams and your rivals and and all of that, and it's um, it's a way to unplug for a couple of hours. So I think that is good good things. Uh, they're talking about doing it all at the uh, Disney complex, I think, in Florida. Uh, so pretty interesting there. Something we have to watch that I am afraid is going to get worse before it gets better is Hong Kong. Right? It looks like. Uh, China is flexing its muscle. Uh, the folks in Hong Kong uh, are already protesting in earnest. Uh, I read a quick article this morning that some tear gas has already been fired on 
uh, the protesters. And it's important for us to watch. Um, that could be a flashpoint for sure. Um, if you don't remember, we were talking about Hong Kong, what, 90 days ago or so on these daily financial shows, uh, because it was even a flashpoint then. But then uh, this health event happened and it, you know, kind of subsided. So something to definitely watch. Uh, I think the China-US relationship is going to be front and center as we get to the election. So I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. And we need to we need to control how worse, uh, frankly. So we will see what's going on there, but pay attention. Uh, some old tech names uh, in the Silicon Valley, Hewlett Packard, uh, stock symbol I think is HPE now, HP Enterprise. Basically they split off and now they're just PCs and printers. Uh, had a rough quarter, uh, restructuring again. Uh, if you looked up my LinkedIn profile, you will see that I worked at HP for, I don't even remember, eight years maybe, nine years, I don't know, something. But let's just say restructuring was a common theme at HP and uh, never fun laying off people. Uh, IBM has joined that fray. Uh, new CEO has been on the job like less than 90 days, I think, and uh, already talking about a billion dollars. So uh, you're seeing both companies have horrible quarters. Uh, as I've talked about sort of tech, uh, there will be increasing tech companies having horrible quarters, which will ripple through and uh, unfortunately be some layoffs there. So, so watch that. These are rightly called old, old tech, absolutely kind of the old, some of the oldest technology companies in the Valley. Uh, but I think they're just the first of a couple or a few to really be honest with themselves and look at their pipelines and realize there's not a lot there. So uh, be careful. Looks like the states are opening up and it's really not about the states. Uh, Cause again, this, if you watch this channel, it's about the consumer. And I've seen lots of talk about the consumer, lots of pent-up demand, uh, cabin fever, you know, all of those things. Uh, I, I've seen pictures of people standing outside Nordstrom's uh, in different locations looking to get in and take advantage of their discounts and, and all of these things. But when you really step back and you, you get past that first burst of enthusiasm, call it first long weekend, maybe first week or two, I think the consumer is going to fall into one of three camps. And the question is, is how big these camps are. Uh, on the extremes, there's a third. And again, I'm using a third loosely. There's a set of individuals who are like, this is a hoax. There's no problem. I'm going to go live my life like I did in February today. No big deal. This is America. Last time I checked and you are free to make that choice. Then there's the other, there's on the other extreme, there's people like, no, 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 I am high risk or I'm not going outside. I know I'm fine, but I don't trust those idiots out there. I don't want to be around them. Um, you know, let them put their lives at risk. I'm staying home. Um, you know, good luck to you. I'll, I'll, I'll watch for five or six weeks. So there's that camp, right? The extremes. And then there's in the middle that are like, you know what? I'm going to go out. I'm going to be cautious. Uh, I'm going to wear a mask. Uh, you know, I'm going to do my best to keep social distancing where appropriate. Not going to put myself in high risk environments by going to a bar or a restaurant, uh, dine in. Uh, if the if the retailer or grocery store I'm going to is too too packed, I'll come back later. All right. So there's all of these different camps, and why this is important to understand is 
that's just shows you how, you know, it's going to be a slow road back. We may have early bumps in the economy, meaning spikes. Um, but that's what we have to watch. And really what we have to do is we have to move everybody to the first camp. Um, yeah, you have to, you have to manage that risk, but in fairness, we have to get the people in the middle to be less, less cautious and concerned and go grocery shopping, right? They got to feel better. And then we've got to get the people that decide to stay home for six weeks moving this way. That's really what the economy is going to be like for the next eight to 24 months is how can we make everybody feel comfortable? Um, so that's the things I'm going to be watching for. Uh, more news about this, uh, about a vaccine being potentially available in December. And again, I'm not talking about forcing everybody to take a vaccine. That's, that's not, uh, um, that's not what I'm about. That's, you know, you have your choice, but that said a vaccine available, just like the flu, I don't know what you call it, a flu shot, right? You have a choice. Um, I think in my life I've gotten the flu shot twice. I think maybe once, maybe twice. My wife gets it all the time. So again, it's everybody's choice. Uh, but the doctor was saying cautiously optimistic uh, that a vaccine could be ready by the end of 2020, which if you know anything about vaccine development is unbelievable. Uh, they're, they're, it's usually a four-year kind of ordeal. So to see something uh, done in possibly 12 months is pretty amazing. And the, why, the reason why that is important, if it lands, is the vaccine is what is going to likely need to move that one camp over. Uh, and again, this one camp's important. Don't dis, don't, don't call them crazy. Don't be disrespectful. That camp holds huge weight to our consumer-based economy. There are a lot of dollars not in circulation, not in consumption because of that pile. We need to respect that. Uh, and we need to figure out how to move everybody that way. Uh, so that's really cool. Um, Anybody flying? Anybody bought an airline ticket recently? Again, airlines are reporting, you know, um, flights, you know, bookings up. Uh, on that standpoint, I think we've got to realize that we are about to see a lot of statistics that sound good, but are not so good. Uh, especially airlines, hotels, cruise lines. Let's just do a simple math formula, or not formula. Let's just show you how numbers work and you need to watch this. Let's just assume you have 100, right? Whatever, you have 100 airline tickets, 100 cruise tickets, 100 whatever. Healthcare comes and, um, healthcare comes and demand goes down 50%. What do you have? Well, you have 50, right? You take 100 divided by two and you get 50. So now let's say you're at 50 and demand goes up 50%, right? You lost 50. Now demand goes up 50. What do you think happens? Does demand go back to 100? No, it goes to 75. It takes you a 100% increase in demand to get back to 100. So when you see statistics or metrics that say demand is up double digits, Realize that's because the denominator is really small, right? Or the numerator, well, I don't know, whatever it is. The number that it's built on is really small, right? Because a lot of people that don't 
understand the details of these numbers and they're going to let metrics and percentages think it's better than it really is. It's good. It's just not as good as the numbers would make you think. So be careful. Um, what else do we got here? Oh, I want, the White House is talking about double-digit unemployment potentially in November. Um, that is uh, interesting because uh, that's when the election is going to happen. Uh, if we believe that, that unemployment will be double digits in November, which I think it's very likely, I see double-digit unemployment into next year, unfortunately, uh, I can say with pretty good certainty that the executive branch is going to want to extend the unemployment benefits from July 31st to the end of the year. I do not see it is a very strategic, you know, it's not a good, it's not a good move to um, put the, uh, the population or the folks that are going to be voting because all votes are the same, right? They all count for one. Uh, you don't want to have double digit unemployment in an election. That has historically been not good. Uh, so while Mitch McConnell is on record um, in the Senate saying over my dead body, which is, I think, a quote he said, which I thought was stupid. Um, if he wants to get his uh, his um, his president reelected, uh, he's going to have to reconsider that, uh, in my opinion. And again, this I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm not I don't really at this point. That's not the point. But I'm just saying if they. If they want to give uh, the current executive branch a chance at being reelected, they're going to have to extend that. If they don't, game over. Um, there's no chance a sitting president of either side gets reelected uh, with unemployment, uh, double digits, and people struggling to pay rent, put food on the table, all of that. So uh, again, Mitch McConnell, you might want to rethink your strategy um, because that's a bad political move if uh, you're looking to get, to get reelected. Uh, other than that, what do we got for today? I think that's, I think I've covered it all. Yeah. So at the end of the day, be positive, be healthy. It's a three day weekend. Enjoy. If you can get outside, be safe. Um, you know, do what, uh, do what you want, but be safe, be, be considerate of others. If you are, if you think there's nothing to worry about, realize that that is absolutely your opinion, but there are other people around you. Uh, so be considerate of them. Don't, uh, don't run up and give everybody hugs because not everybody is in that situation. So what I'm going to be doing today is uh, I will be recording a couple more live streams on my 75-day hard challenge for real estate investors. I'm still uploading an hour interview that I was a part of uh, from Friday or Thursday, I think, Thursday. Uh, that's taken 24 hours to load. It's a HD file, so it just takes forever. And of course, it's Sunday, which means I need to go look at my goals for the week and uh, make that happen. Uh, and yes, I've uh, got a comment here that the buyer's market won't happen for months. Absolutely. You are absolutely correct. Um, what you need in a buyer's market is seller stress. And right now, there's very little stress. But it is building because I have seen forbearance at 4.7 or 4.9. But we still have this other late payments that are up to like 3.7. So not everybody is in forbearance. But yes, I agree. A buyer's market is next year, 2021. But as I talk about all the time, learn your market, learn your market, learn your market. This is the time and uh, you'll be ready for 2021. All right, everybody, take care. Have fun.